Hello, and welcome to the 4th and Floundering Podcast. I am your host, Mitch. And I am Drew. Mitch, what are you doing for the next, like, 13 years? I'm going to be watching Bryce Harper play right field for the Philadelphia Phillies, and then eventually get moved to left field, and then eventually get moved to first base. Harperlin is over. It's over. It's over. I'm so glad that, uh, I think it was Jack Fritz from, from WIP made Harperlin a thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you saw, but Harper today said that he was aware of it, and he saw it on Twitter. That's amazing. Which just makes me so happy. That makes my soul happy. Yeah, it was fun. I, I just mean, it was I, actually agonizing. But. I remember, I remember uh, at the end of our last episode, I was like borderline crying because we have been waiting weeks for Harper's. We've decision. been waiting weeks. We've been waiting months. I know. Months. It's gross. Months. The World months. Series was over, and then November, December, January, yep. February, <laughs> very end of February, almost months. March. Yeah. I mean, he really, he really uh, dragged it out as long as he possibly could. But we will get there in due time. I think we'll wrap up with baseball as we always do, and uh, I think we'll, that that's going to be we'll, the biggest section today. Uh, probably, we're probably going to fly through everything else. Yeah, there's not much going on um, in NFL anyway. I mean, we have Jason Witten. You're Jason Witten returning to the Cowboys. Yeah, and I want to thank. I think this is a win-win-win on everybody's side okay. because uh, the Cowboys desperately need like offensive leadership besides Dak and Zeke. Mm-hmm. Um, we desperately need a tight end. I don't know as if like Witten's the answer. We'll get into that in a second. But uh, we also, as a country, just desperately need a Jason Witten to not be doing Monday Night Football anymore. Oh, dude, I am totally campaigning for Pat McAfee. To oh my be god, that'd be amazing. Monday Night Football. He'd be terrific commentator. He would be amazing. He would I just, be. I don't know, and like I, I think it's really easy to beat up on Jason Witten. Yeah. And I think he got better as like the season went on. Sure. But <laughs> he wasn't good. Also, Monday Night Football's broadcast has not been good in no. a couple years. Decades. I feel like it's been a long time since Monday Night Football's had a decent broadcast team. It sure as hell wasn't Gruden. Um, nope. He was just awful. But Witten, it was tough. It was really tough. Aside from the fact that like Monday Night Football just got like shafted on games. Yeah. With the, they did get a couple of good ones though. Like, they got the the Kansas City, Los Angeles game that's an all time classic, and they got a couple other good games. But for the most part. Monday Night Football games have not been good, and, and they've gotten like the shit end of the stick the last few years. Yeah, and that definitely doesn't help. You know, when you get stuck with games that are like, you know, Jaguars, Buccaneers, like what, like who? Bro, those all time classics. <laughs> all those games where like there's nothing of consequence happening. Both there's, teams have offensive prowess. There's no storylines. There's no like rivalry. There's no like both teams have like a two and a two and seven record like. I don't think that that was the. I don't think they play on Monday Night Football this year. I'm just using it. As yeah. Example, but so thankfully he's out of there. I have very mixed feelings on this. It's a short deal. It's one year, three and a half million dollars yeah. with incentives that can make it go up to five. Yeah. Um. And last I read, the the expectation is he was going to play like 25 snaps a game, which I think is probably good. If you look at Jason Witten, his last year. I mean, he was a shell of himself. He can't run anymore. But he does add value as a pass blocker, or yeah. as a pass blocker, a run blocker. And, I mean, he still runs that Y option route better than anyone. Yeah, and I mean, it's hard. Even, even if he can't run the ball down the field, he's going to be able to catch 
the ball great. He might just he might be a guy who has 110 catches for 220 yards. Yeah, <laughs> like to be honest, he's he could he, wherever he gets the ball, he is down. I feel like, yeah, and that's pretty much what it felt like at the end of his time in Dallas. I mean, he was a first down machine throughout his entire career. I, and look, he's a Hall of Famer. I you can argue where you'd put him, but I. I, I You'd be insane to not think Jason Witten's one of the top five tight ends of all time. He was amazing. And he's going to keep adding to those numbers, and I think it's it's a win-win because I don't think anyone was super excited about watching, you know, Jeff Swaim and Blake Jarwin and Rico Gathers. Yeah, and I, think, I, think it, I think it's a good deal because... Now you guys don't have to waste a draft pick on a, a already light tight end class in the draft this year. I would still take somebody if, if someone falls to us at 58. Maybe. But there's no doubt that it helps a little bit. Yeah. I also think like people need to be realistic about what is a 38-year-old Jason Witten actually going to give us. Um, he's pretty much another coach. Or 37, sorry. He's 37. Yeah, he's going to be another coach. His last year in Dallas here, he was a... a Pro Bowler on pretty much reputation alone. Yeah. Um, 63 catches, 560 yards, five touchdowns. Not great. Um, not great at all. But he's Jason Witten, and he's pretty reliable. He's got hands. He's got great hands. Yeah, I just think don't expect too much of him. Don't expect him to be the savior, but... What do you think his longest run is going to be this year? Like his longest yards after the catch or his longest reception? Longest... Longest uh, rack. 15 yards? (laughs) Uh, I was going to go shorter than that. You're very very generous. If he gets really lucky, if like... You know, there he... He got really lucky in 2017 on a couple of just defensive breakdowns Mm -hmm. where he caught the ball like he always does, right? Like he sees the first down marker, turns around. (laughs) Um, But there just happened to be nobody around him. Yeah, Uh, He had a couple of those. And he had a couple, you know, I was watching some of the highlights from specifically that last year because I think we're going to be, we're going to be crazy to think of the Jason Witten we're going to get like the 2012 Jason Witten who had 110 catches and 1,000 yards. Yeah, Um, not a record anymore. Not a record anymore. Yeah. Not a record anymore. But, you know what? Like I said, it's entirely possible he has 110 catches for 220 yards. Yeah, that's very... And like seven touchdowns. It's very possible. I think his farthest run is going to be like seven yards. I mean, he could surprise us. I mean, he's had a year without taking hits, but he's also had a year not playing football. Yep. I'm really interested to see what, what Dallas's game plan is for using Jason Witten. I'm happy to have him back. He's the GOAT. Like, he can do whatever he wants with this franchise. And, yep. And you'll have no arguments from me. He's one of those guys who gets a pass, like Romo. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. It was certainly shocking to me. I want to go to another super surprising decision, though, in the NFC East that doesn't have to do with the Eagles. I, for the life of me, do not understand why the Giants chose not to tag Landon Collins. Neither do I. That was bizarre. It was very bizarre. And this is going to be an absolutely stacked, stacked safety class. For the free agency? Yeah. Well, oh. yeah, because preferably, I think, Earl Thomas, well, not preferably, Earl Thomas is not going to re-sign with the Seahawks. No, that relationship, that marriage is over. And he flipped them off. Yes. When he, when he 
after intercepting the Cowboys, who were supposed to trade for him. Yeah. Yeah. Adrian Amos is going to be a free agent, mm-hmm. as is now Landon Collins, Earl Thomas, and Tyran Matthew. Um, I think Matthew will re-sign with the Texans, though. I'd be surprised. I think he's more likely. To and re-sign. Lamarcus Joyner from the Rams, by the way. Yeah, I. But I think I think Matthew's more likely to re-sign with his team now than any of the other names that we. Well, mentioned. I don't think there's any way in hell that that Thomas goes back to Seattle. It's just it's just not no, gonna happen. not gonna happen. Uh, I think that and Collins pretty much confirmed as much on either Instagram or Twitter. I can't remember which one today, where he just thanked the Giants, mm-hmm. and pretty much said that he's moving on. Like yeah. he's you know he's done. He's he's moved on. He's no longer a giant. He's going to sign elsewhere, so, and somebody is going to give him a ludicrous contract in free agency. I think. What do you think? <laughs> I think <laughs> you like you look mid breath. I'm sorry, I asked you. No, I was, I, I was, should have been observing. I was about to yawn, and I didn't want it to be on air. <laughs> so I was trying to hold it back. Um, You're fine. I think they're going to throw a good amount of money towards Landon. Um, I hope. Who do you think would be a good spot for him? Um, you're about a three-time Pro Bowler. I think a good spot for him would probably be. I mean, I would like for him to come to the Eagles, but that's just me being. He's not. I don't biased. think. I don't. We don't have enough money to. Throw just like I would him. love for him to come to Dallas, and he's not going yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, I Malcolm Jenkins could use a lot of help back there, but. You know who I'll give you a weird pick for. I think the Rams would be a really interesting choice. See, I was gonna say, I was gonna say either the Rams or the Cardinals. The Cardinals? Yeah. Why the Cardinals? I don't know. I just feel like their defense is shit, and they need everything is shit. I know, but they have they have some prospects on the offensive side of the ball. Their defense is just total garbage. Yeah, it'll be even better once they uh, once they get Kyler Murray. <laughs> you, know, you think they're gonna draft another quarterback? Do you not? I think it's I think it's pretty much a foregone conclusion that they're gonna move Rosen for Where? something, anything. I don't know. I, my guess is it's gonna be a day two draft pick. They're gonna move him. It's even there's even been stores in Arizona that have slashed Rosen's jersey to half off. Yeah, maybe sixty percent in some places. And he deleted all those pictures of the Cardinals from Instagram, which he said he was hacked. But dude, give me give me a break. Dude, how do you how are you on all the like up to date like social media stuff and I'm not? How am I? That's yeah. a really good question. I love sports. So do I, but like I'm not I don't give a fuck about I come across I follow like some really weird Twitter channels where I see mm-hmm. all this shit and I don't know okay. how. I, I think it's like one of those things like when I very first got a Twitter mm-hmm. um I just started following all these random Yeah. Accounts that now well maybe for whatever reason I could see I could see them do it, getting a trade with Cincinnati. You know who I think would, I I think yes I think that Rosen will be a good quarterback if he has any sort of support around him like I he was terrible this year don't get me wrong yeah but the Cardinals were also terrible yeah with no support um, anywhere mm-hmm. on offense so I think that Cincinnati would be an interesting choice for him I think Philly would be an interesting choice honestly if you guys would Rosen. Yeah, to back up to back up wins. Yeah, I, I think mean, I think his stock really went down based on how terrible. But we would Arizona was we this would year. need we would need um Arizona to cut him and have us pick him up. I no. mean, like, I don't want to pick up his rookie contract. Well, that's what you have to do. Yeah, that's but that's what I don't want. Arizona's to do. not going to cut him, but I think it's 
it's almost guaranteed that, that Murray's going to go to the Cardinals, unless the Cardinals are just being amazing right now mm-hmm. and uh, totally using smoke and mirrors to, to bait somebody like the Raiders in the trading for that first pick. Yeah. Um, which wouldn't put me past John Gruden to, to do that for some reason. It wouldn't put me past him either, but, but the, Raiders, the, the stri- Raiders have four first-round picks anyway, so... They do. Uh, is it four or three? Three or four. I forget. I think it's they, three. They have one from you guys. One from us, one from the Bears, and, and their Bears. own. Hold on. I'm looking into this because I'm actually, you're making me doubt myself. They have number four. They have. Which was their own. And number two, four, and 24, and 27. Yeah. Yeah. I, I honestly wouldn't put it past Gruden to try to make a trade to go up to number one. Yeah. Try, like package maybe Derek Carr um, or something. Try to move to number one, take Murray, and then really go hard after Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. I think that would be really interesting. I think it would be a disaster. I think it would be a disaster too. But I think it would – I wouldn't put it past them. I think it would be really interesting. Yeah. But I don't know. I just hope Landon Collins doesn't land somewhere else in the in the. NFC yeah, East. we got so far away from talking about Landon Collins. I, I just hope he doesn't. I just hope he doesn't land in the East. I really don't. I can't I wanna, see him I signing. Him Honestly, I don't think that Dallas or Philly could afford to sign him, and yeah. I don't think there's any way in hell that Washington's gonna going to be able to sign him because he's played for a super shitty team now for the first four years of his career. Yeah. He's not gonna go to Washington when I think other teams are going to offer him just as much money who are more competitive. Yeah, maybe he'll end up like with the Panthers or That'd be the, interesting. Or the Bucks. They, they don't really The Bucks have... wouldn't be interesting. No. But Although the Arians is the head coach there now. Yeah, that's what I mean. So maybe in a couple of years they'll be, you know, good enough to... I'm just trying to think of like big name safeties that teams have and I can't really... I don't... I, I mean... I think the, the Saints would be an interesting spot for him. Saints would be a good spot. Yeah. Their defense is pretty good. He'd fit in well. Yeah. He, so already, I, he already has a former former teammate there with Eli Apple. That's true. Although they weren't particularly fond of each other, if I remember correctly. No, but, I mean, maybe it was just the environment that they were in now that they're at New just Orleans. The, just the Ben McAdoo Giants. I'm sure if I was on Ben McAdoo's team, a.k.a. Nigel fucking Thornberry, I would <laughs> fucking... I would jump off my balcony. He was that was a disaster from the start. Oh my god! And then the fact that Eli, Eli and OBJ um, made such a big deal about having to make sure McAdoo was the head coach, and then McAdoo fucked over Eli by sitting by sitting him when he was healthy and breaking his streak. And I I think like that was the one thing that was like kept a a spark of life left in Eli Manning's eyes. Was that streak? Yeah. And then Ben McAdoo was just like Thanos, yeah, you know, snapped. just snapped it and like erased him. Yeah, and I think that was I think that was Ben McAdoo's like final straw was doing that. Oh well, I mean, that was the final. No matter how bad thing. the Giants were, like I feel like Eli Manning's a pretty untouchable figure for New York media. Yeah, like a, he's not Derek Jeter, but I, I would put him like on maybe the plane right below it. Yeah, um, where like he's just beloved and. You know, every once in a while, somebody will be like, maybe we should think about drafting a quarterback, but like nobody just comes right out and says, like, says Eli, you suck. We need to get yeah. a new quarterback. <laughs> the Giants should let me shoot. Um, which I get. Like, I, the, Ryan Howard played here. <laughs> like, I, I, I totally get uh, it. This media was brutal to him. Yeah. But I, like, I, I get what it's like to watch one of your 
your stars has won you a championship age, not gracefully. Yeah. Um, but I'm just going to enjoy the dysfunction of the Giants for as long as I can. I love it, too, as long as... as, long as uh, I hope it enters, like, a Washington period where it's just, like, maybe once years. every, like, three years, yeah. they, like, pop up and, like, make a wild card team. Maybe. Lose in the first round. Yeah. And then they just continually are just so dysfunctional. Yeah, I mean, historically, the Giants are good in the wild card. It's where they won both their fucking... Super Bowls, so in the past, like that's true. The past two ones, so that's true. And then the one they beat the Cowboys in 07. Mm-hmm. that was a heartbreaking game. Thanks for making me relive it. Sorry, <laughs> uh, but I want to ask you the rumor on the street with uh, with your boy Nick Foles. Word on the street is Big Dick Nick is gonna go take Blake Bortles' job. Yes, that they would. That the Jaguars are going to release Blake Bortles. And if I recall. Jacksonville was the number one team when you asked me, where do you think Big Dick Nick's going to end up? I think so. A couple episodes back. I'd have to and actually Drew listen was right. to it. I'd have to actually listen to it and see. But It was one of the top three. It was either number one or number two. I think it might have been number one. Yeah. I think I'm honestly not move. surprised. I'm honestly not surprised because Blake Bortles is ass. Blake Bortles is ass, but it also tells me because it looks like the market hasn't developed for Foles the way he thought it was going to. Yeah, yeah. Which is weird considering like this is the time where like you're not allowed to talk to free agents. It's tampering, but like everybody's agreed to a contract already. Yeah, pretty much. Um, which is why all this information is coming out. It's weird to me that the, that the market didn't develop for Foles. Also, it's weird to me that Foles would pick Jacksonville because it's going to be a very similar situation to when he went to the Rams a couple of years ago. Or it was in shambles. It was in shambles. The team's awful. Yeah. The team is terrible. Mm-hmm. And there's... The problem with Bortles, I don't know, is a big problem on team with Bortles, and also I would say with perceiving depth, but I don't know as if Nick Foles makes them a better team. I don't know either, but maybe in a weird, like, fifth dimension, they sign him and throw a package together to send him to Arizona to get you the don't picks really of Kyler see, Murray. You don't really see sign-in trades, though, in the NFL. Yeah, no, like, It's not right. like basketball. I would love it if you did. I think that would be great. Yeah. It'd be fun to watch, but it's not like, you know, in basketball where, like, you know, you're drafting somebody and then 10 minutes later you're trading them. Yeah. Um, Sixers. (laughs) At Sixers. (laughs) At Real 76ers. But I think it'll be interesting. I'm I'm not quite sure how it's going to turn out for, for Mr. Foles or for the Jaguars. I think that these are the kind of decisions they keep making that keep them going seven and nine. Yeah, I just hope but, that they send a lot of money his way because I love Nick Foles. He is arguably, and I say this all the time, one of the best quarterbacks that the Eagles have ever had. I would put him on an equal on on the same level as as McNabb and um, Jaworski. Yeah, and Randall Cunningham. I would take all. Th- Three of those and Wentz over. But, no, no, hear me out. Hear me out. Okay, so I'm not even uh, just saying this because of the the magical run that they had at the end of 2017. Yes, you are. No. He has multiple NFL records and has multiple franchise records for the position of quarterback. Okay. And that is what I'm basing my... If you would seriously take Nick Foles for a... You mean to start like a 16-game NFL season? No, 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 no. I said he's one of the best quarterbacks that I've ever played for the Eagles. That, right. That was my statement. 
I'm not saying that so, I but, would take him but for when a you say that, season. But when you say that, you're saying like he is better than other Eagles quarterbacks. You would take him over other Eagles quarterbacks if you were building like an that's all-time not what Eagles I'm, That's team. not what I'm saying. You're, 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 you're crossing my words. I'm not. I'm not. So like, what I'm trying to say is if you were to build an all-time Eagles team to play against the all-time like Cowboys team, the quarterback that you're going to roll with against like Roger Staubach would be no. I would pick Nick. Mc, I would pick McNabb. You would pick McNabb. I would pick McNabb. You pick Donovan McNabb who puked in the huddle. Yes, but okay. I because he's he's like Randall Cunningham but better. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm kidding. I mean, all right. So like, I will as a as a like. I'm just saying because I've seen I've voice, seen McNabb play before. I've never seen Randall Cunningham. As an outside voice, I would say that McNabb is like criminally underappreciated by Philadelphia. Like, yes. rightfully had his number retired, but I think the city does not respect how good of a, a quarterback he was. Enough. He's probably the best quarterback in Eagles history, but I personally think that that Cunningham, like in his prime, was oh, yeah. better than McNabb Hands in his up. prime. And more exciting to watch. But no, okay, so all I'm saying is Nick Foles has multiple NFL records and multiple franchise records as a quarterback. I hear you. And he has a uh, Super Bowl MVP and a Super Bowl championship. I, I understand what you're saying, but like... I'm not saying I would start him above right. anybody else. I'm saying he's one of the best quarterbacks we've ever had because of all the accolades that he has. He's one of those decorated quarterbacks in Eagles history. But like you could also make the argument that like Brad Johnson is the best quarterback in like Tampa Bay Buccaneers history. I mean I don't give a fuck because I'm not a Tampa Bay fan. I'm just You're saying putting like lipstick on a pig is what I'm trying to say. How dare you talk about big dick Nick like that? <laughs> I get it. I mean, I get he won you a Super Bowl. I really that's don't not what I'm basing it off of, though. I just think it'd be crazy for he had one great year where he went what was twenty seven and two or twenty seven and three touchdowns interceptions. Yeah. Okay. He had that one year. Then he was garbage. Then I'm. Then he was bounced out of town. I think. You traded him, yeah. Yeah, I, and then he came back. Honestly, he was pretty terrible for you guys. In the regular season before that Super Bowl run. And he just came alive in the playoffs. Hold on, I'm bringing it up. He's okay. Alright. 2012 is his rookie year. He was fine. One in five, six touchdowns, five interceptions. Not, not that good. 2013, 27-2, 8-2 record. That was the Chip Kelly year. Yeah, he, he was terrific. Absolutely terrific. 2014... Six and two record, thirteen touchdowns, ten interceptions. Couldn't even complete sixty percent of his passes. That that's not good. Then he went to the Rams, four and seven, seven touchdowns, ten interceptions, with barely completed fifty six percent of his passes for two thousand yards in eleven games. That's horrific. Kansas City is a backup. Three games he started one. He's one and zero. You know, actually pretty good. For those games in the backup. Three touchdowns, no interceptions, 410 yards. Then he came to Philly. In the regular season, in the regular season, he's 57 and 101, 56.4 completion percentage, 537 yards, five touchdowns, two interceptions. But a lot of those, I feel like a lot of those stats came in that one game. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right. Then you're going to go to 2018, where he was bumpy for you guys at the end of the year, last year, at times. I'm just basing this off of the accolades that he has. I know. I know. He has 
he's tied with Peyton for most touchdowns in a single game. He's tied with the single game record. That's such a he's pre- tied. He's tied with Philip Rivers for most completions in a row. Your single which game are, which are which are both these are also single, franchise records. But these, like, a single game is not the model of consistency. You know what I mean? Like, that's but not it's somebody, still a record. It is. It is. But I feel like we're starting to get in like ESPN statistics where it's like Tom Brady's like completion percentage on like fourth down at Gillette Stadium no, on night games throwing talk, to people always Julian Edelman. About. People always when talk Robert about Peyton Manning the and how he had seven touchdowns in one game before. But that's not... Always. That's the one stat that they always go to other than his fucking Super Bowls. I was going to say, well, his Super Bowls, also, I would say, like, career passing yards, career passing touchdowns, you know, yeah. like, all of the other NFL records he holds. That, that Drew Brees... For a and, career. That Drew Brees and, and Tom Brady have overtaken. Yes. I'm just saying... Yeah. Nick Foles has... Is one of the most decorated Eagles quarterbacks. Is all I'm saying. He is, but again, I would I would argue, and I'm not like taking a shot. I I, I am I am, but I'm not. I would but just say are. that a lot of that has to do with the fact that like the history of Eagles quarterbacks has not been like like Ty Detmer started for this team. Yeah. Whatever. We're gonna move on now to. Talk briefly about hockey. Uh, hockey. The Flyers are doing pretty well. They they're five points out of the second wild card right now. We're four zero and one in the last five games. Yeah, very surprising. And Giroux's been terrific. Five of game course. points. He scored a point in all those games. He's actually almost averaging two a game. He's got nine points in five yep. games, uh, and seventy points in sixty six games. Giroux is on a tear right now. I mean, I feel like we talk about it all the time. Just the, might be the most underappreciated Philadelphia athlete ever. Eight hundred games played here, like just yep. year in and year out, he's just consistent. Gets snubbed for everything every year, all the time. Um, I have kind of mixed feelings on this right now. I'm happy to see the team winning and playing competitive hockey. Really, I am. But it's like if this team pulls it out, and it's entirely possible they might, right? Like yeah. there's a very legitimate chance that the Flyers could make the playoffs. I don't think they will. But there's a, there's a legitimate shot that they could. Yeah. Um, they're just going to have to go ahead and play Tampa Bay in round one, and they're going to get yeah. absolutely destroyed. But to be fair, I know it's only one game, but we we beat the piss out of the Islanders the other day. We did, but... And they're one of the top teams in the division. They were the top team of the division. I get it. I just... I don't know. I Like, Tampa is so good right now. Tampa's amazing. Yeah. We would... It wouldn't even be a contest. We would get we would get swept. Yeah. But we at least made it to the show. Kucherov's already has 106 points the, in 66 or, games. Or, or, the, or the start of the show. Stamkos already has... They're... Kucherov, Point, and Stamkos each have above 77 points or more. Stamkos has at least 77. They've all scored more than 30 goals. It's 66 games into the year. I know. Crazy. We would get obliterated. Eviscerated. Murked. It wouldn't even be a contest. No, definitely wouldn't. So to watch this team, like, make the playoffs, 
and then all of a sudden just get bounced by a, a far, far superior team where I honestly, I, I think they would get swept. I don't think they really have But, shot. okay, so... And then be another year with a shitty draft pick, you don't get in the lottery, and then another year of free... Nobody who, who wants to come to Philly to but, play hockey right now. Okay, so... I think the future is bright with Hart. And, so, and Drew, if Hart is healthy down this stretch, I would love for him and the rest of the young guys to get some playoff experience. I would too. Which would be great. Which I, would I think too, but I, I also and to, be, worry. And to be fair, I think that's almost more of a payoff than tanking and trying to get a better draft pick. I hear you, and I don't like the idea of tanking at all, but let me let me get it out there. I I don't want this team to lose. Yeah. I just worry about yes, I want them to get playoff experience, but what happens if they go to the playoffs and they lose six nothing every night? Yeah, that's very true. And then like does that destroy Hart's confidence? You know what I mean? If like if he goes and not every night, but like let's say he, game one, you know, they lose five to one, and and the Lightning score like the first three goals in the first period. Yeah, like does that does that really hurt his confidence? But I don't then, know. Then he could see what level of what level he needs to be on for when the team is actually have a good structure around it. You That's know what true. I mean? When we get back to the playoffs. That's true. You know. If he gets smoked four to one or five to one, he knows what level he has to play at, which we know he can play at because we know how good he is. Yeah. When the team has a great core behind it, this is true. It's just I'm I'm just playing devil's advocate. I don't I mean I don't want to see them get smoked, but if it gets the young guys more experience, I mean they got smoked by the Penguins last year. Well, that's not really saying much. No, I know, but. Well, we beat them in the stadium series game. Very true. Fuck with, the with the most iconic picture of like this I, decade of Flyers. I want to get that printed and I do too. I want I want like blown up like uh, like a uh, framed. Yeah. Signed by Captain Captain Claw himself. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't have anything else for hockey. Do you? No, I don't. That was super quick. Yeah. Do you want to move on to the talk about basketball really quickly too? Yeah, I guess so. So we can get the price. Yeah. Um, Sixers are three and two without Embiid. Yeah. How you feeling? Um, at first I kind of thought he was just like faking an injury. What's well? I guess so. Yeah. So that he didn't have to play the Sixers um, faking an injury. Yeah. So he didn't have to play Enos, but then I was like, wait, Enos isn't even that good. No. And then, and then I was like, all right, whatever. And now we're five games deep, and I'm like, we definitely could have used Embiid for the fucking Golden State game. And it was already close. It was a close game. I, I was actually kind of impressed they kept it as close as they did. Yeah, I was watching that game. I was at Xfinity Live that night over in Philly, and uh, the, it was it was amazing. The, the atmosphere when we were making a comeback. Yeah, I mean, and our wins have been very close. Like, yeah. they've all been by four points or less. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of them was by a, a single point. Mm-hmm. Um so it's not like they've been comfortable, but there's no style points. We're still the number four seed, and I'm looking at standings right now, and the Bucks are like they're clear cut the number one seed. Mm-hmm. The Raptors are like the clear cut number two seed. Um, they're only two games back from the Bucks, but then the Pacers are seven games back in the three seed, and we're seven and a half games back in the four seed. Yeah, and honestly, the only team that's really close to us. Celtics, who are ten games out, yeah, and they're we, sort of they feel like they're in, in, in free fall a little bit, you if, know. If we move up to the three seed, who would we play? If we move up to the three seed, who would we play? 
Um, I, you're gonna make me do a lot of math now because the Bucks would play the Magic, mm-hmm. the Raptors would play the Nets, the Pacers would play the Pistons. So if we move up to the three seed, we play the Pistons. Yes, if we stay where we are, we play the Celtics. I honestly, would, I would rather play the Celtics. I don't I, know though because the Celtics have always had our number this entire season. Maybe, last but the Celtics are in free fall mode. They're three and seven over their past ten games. They're 10 games out. Honestly, I think there's a really good chance that the Celtics, they could fall they could fall down to where the, the Pistons are. I mean, like I know it's a six-point swing this late in the season, but yeah. it's possible because the Pistons have been surging. They're 8-2 yeah. in the last 10 games. And I know they like even their record and they're 500, they're 31-31, but they look good. They look really good lately. Okay. You know, and then the Magic, I'm kind of surprised they're they're hanging on, like, 30 and 35. Like. It's always been a joke that the Magic don't make the playoffs, but now they might actually. But they're going to make the playoffs even though they suck, right? They're yeah. 30 and 35. Like, a below 500 team is going to make the playoffs. That's gross. Yeah. It's disgusting. Or worse, like, <laughs> the the Hornets are, are, like, they're both 18 and a half games, Zach. The Magic are 30 and 35. The Hornets are 29 and 34. Can you imagine a scenario where the Hornets are the number eight, like the number eight seed? The Bucks are going to walk to the conference championship game. Pretty much. Where they're going to play the Raptors, and that'll be a competitive series. Or us. Or us, yeah. I mean, honestly, like, the first five teams have, like, are, are good. Like, the Celtics have issues. I think we have some issues with that, indeed. Um... But the first five teams are like rock solid in the East. Mm-hmm. Six, seven, and eight, and everything else is just ugly. Garbo. Ugly. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about a legitimate chance for the Hornets to make the playoffs right now. That's disgusting. <laughs> that, that's actually like vile. Just to even. Like, I was, I'm curious if it's. With like, your number eight seed, the. It's like pretty much like mathematically <laughs> impossible, but how amazing would it be if the Cavs came back? Oh my god. And went to the AFC. I mean, they're 16 and 48 right now. They're 32 games back from the one seed. So, like, they're definitely not making the playoffs. No, they're 100% not making the playoffs. But, like, what if, or, like, the Knicks at, like, 13 and 51, like, what if they just go, like, on an unstoppable run and make, and make the eight seed? That would be incredible. That would be nuts. Be incredible. How, how do you... I, I don't even know if it's mathematically possible. I, I don't, don't think, think it is. I think it is, too, but... How uh, to to jump over to the West? How do you feel about the Lakers? So and, I'm looking that whole situation that's going on with them. Yeah, so they are six games out from the eight seed. Mm-hmm. Thirty and thirty, like they don't have a lot of games left. They're three and seven in their last ten, and they lost three in a row. Yeah. I don't think the Lakers are going to make the playoffs, and. Honestly, this might be the first time in LeBron's career. I, I would have to look it up. I legitimately don't know if this would be the first time in LeBron's career he didn't make the playoffs. It would be the first time since, like, 2004 or something like that. And it would be the first time in, like, eight years he wasn't in the finals. Mm-hmm. Like, let alone, like, like, fuck the playoffs. Like, the finals. Like, yeah. he, there has not been a finals without LeBron James since we, I was a freshman in high school. Eight years ago. Yeah. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah. I've become an adult with LeBron James first, in the finals. First term Obama. First term Obama, that is right. <laughs> that is a couple of popes ago. Like, that's... Like, I... Fuck our calendar. Like, we should go by the cycle of LeBron in the finals. Like, this is... Well, he's gonna play forever. 
He is. I think there's no way that, that Walton comes back as a coach. No. No way. Nope. Did you see the video of him, like, just letting the ball roll? Yep. And then just taking a ridiculous low percentage shot. He almost shot. made it. He did, but it's like a ridiculous low percentage shot yeah. the other night. Yep, I saw that. He doesn't care. Nope, he's done. I think, like, do you think he, he realized just how tough it was, or do you think he honestly went in and he was like, this could be, like, my last year on the Cavs a couple years, like, before I went to the Heat, yep. and I could just take this team to the finals by myself? I think he thought that, um, but then he got that injury. I think that was that was like his first realization, like fuck, like. But honestly, like lately, he's been playing, and I know like he's doing what LeBron does, and he's putting up thirty points a night, and he looks fine as an individual. Yeah. Um, which we take, like, I think, like we've taken for granted. Mm-hmm. The team around him is awful. Oh yeah. The vets, that, real the vets that they've brought in that he thought was gonna like, like Rondo. Yeah, like Rondo. Like what if they like, if, and if this team signs Carmelo? I don't think it makes them any better. I no. know, like that's been put on hold, but. It's crazy to me. Carmelo Anthony is trash. You know what? Uh, let me put this in perspective to you. We talk about how dysfunctional the Pelicans are. Yeah. Especially, with, I think a lot of it has to do with Anthony Davis. Yeah. The Pelicans are 30 and 36. The Lakers are 30 and 34. There's yeah. not, there is not a big difference between the Lakers and the Pelicans right now. That should be terrifying if you're a Lakers fan. Yeah. It's, it's kind They're of... They're 12 and 20 away. See, we always say, like, Oh, I would love for the Lakers to be like shit because they're just so classically good. But now it's kind of shifted to like, oh, I can't wait for the Warriors to be shit again. It's I'll kind, tell you it's this: kind of, it's kind of sad to see the Lakers in the state that they're in. I, I'm not mad about it. I hate the Lakers. I really yeah. do. So I'm, I'm very happy to see any sort of like dysfunction happen to yeah, the Lakers. Fuck Los Angeles. I, I hate the Lakers the way I hate the Celtics and the Dicks. Okay, yeah. Like sense. I, the three of them are like. Top tier. I loathe them. Like Patriots. Yes, I yeah. loathe them. Absolutely loathe them. So any dysfunction that happens in the Lakers, and I feel like it's a sweet spot for me, because it's like the Lakers are like right on the cusp of being relevant. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if, if they win six in a row and the Spurs lose six in a row and the Kings don't win anything, I don't know how ridiculous the scenario is, but like they would take, they, they would take I just, the number eight seed. I, I imagine, I imagine LeBron James at home doing this math is like uh, that that Charlie meme from Always Sunny, where he's looking yeah. up at the wall with all the strings and stuff. <laughs> exactly, LeBron James right yeah, now trying like, to figure out how to get the to the ridiculous playoffs. math that we have to do to figure out how Lakers get to the playoffs is yeah. like it's fun for me right now. Yeah. LeBron's like, well, and they're they're like just on the cusp of being okay. Like I they know. could make that eight seed, lose to the Warriors, mm-hmm. and then, yeah, I I'm I'm here for it. I'm yeah. here for it. I and I hope that their lottery pick is is super shitty. But it's the NBA, so either the either the Lakers or the Knicks are going to end up with the number one pick, <laughs> regardless of what the odds are. <laughs> yeah, what if the Lakers end up with the number one pick and they get fucking Zion? That would be. Out Imagine Zion in, in, in a Lakers uniform. I think I think if Zion and LeBron, I think if the two of them went out there and played two on five, that'd be fun to watch. Yeah, because <laughs> I feel like that would that would be so much better to watch and so much more fun to watch. But I feel like a two on five team if Zion, compared to this team that the Lakers are trotting out if there. If Zion now. ends up in LA, he's somehow he, through yeah. some form of chance. Kyrie's either going to go there. KD's either going to go there. I think KD's going to the Knicks. I think it's a good done deal. You think so? 
I really do. What, what, how would you feel about Kyrie going to, back to LeBron? I think it'd be interesting. I'd love to read all of the stories that are going to come out about that narrative. Yeah. Like, what that looks like and what that sort of, like, forgiveness process looks like for Kyrie. Yeah. Uh, who I think was, like, painted as the bad guy in, in, yeah. in, that, uh, in that narrative. I, I'd be really curious to read what that looks like. It'd be Kyrie, Zion, LeBron. <laughs> and then Kuzma and Ingram have been playing really well. Sure. Lately. From the, the young guys from the Lakers. I know we didn't have our podcast a couple years ago when he entered the league, but can I just take a chance, can I just take a minute to say that um, I was 100% right about uh, bar, about ball. So was I. I, I called I it from the minute he came out. And I know like I sound pretty douchey right now, but I thought like his dad overhyped him. I thought that it, I didn't really like his shot coming out of college. I thought he was, it was a ridiculous pick for the Lakers and a yeah. big reach. And, yeah, I'm I'm kind of enjoying that, too, right now. I think that's a bust. I absolutely do. I, 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 unless he has, like, some sort of, like, D'Angelo Russell turnaround, like, leaves the Lakers, goes somewhere, and, like, rediscovers himself. <coughs> like the Phoenix Suns. Although Russell, <laughs> yeah, that's where his dad wants him to go. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Like him just single-handedly making not even not even him, but like his dad making uh, Phoenix single-handedly relevant. I doubt it. His dad's all he is. His dad's a hype machine. I'm here for it, man. Yeah. I'm, I am. I hate the Lakers. So, like I said, this is just fun for me. This yeah. is just a game. Um, I want to talk really quickly, and by quickly, I mean like as much time as we want about Bryce Harper. Harper Lent is over, baby. It's Let's done. fucking go. Yeah. Let's go. 13? I already have a jersey order. Do, do you? I do. I haven't yet. So I, at the end of last year, at, at I bought uh, at Citizens Bank Park, they had like a jersey sale, one of the last yeah. games of the year. And I bought an authentic mm-hmm. blank jersey. Yeah. Like, authentic, like what the players were on the field. I picked it up for like 40 bucks. Of, like, it was basically like a sidewalk sale they had in the stadium. It's blank, and I need to get it lettered. They told I was going to do it when I was there, and they told me they don't have anything to stitch authentic letters on, mm-hmm. so they wouldn't do it for me. Okay. Uh, but they gave me they gave me the name of a place in South Philly that will, so I'm going to go there. And I was going to get a doc jersey, and I think I still will. But it's but tempting to go number three. How about you go number three? It's... 13 years, $330 million. I no like, trade clause, no opt-out, no deferred money. I am here for it. I don't care that he's going to be 39. He didn't even want an opt-out. He I wants know. to be here. All that. All did those you see? fucking rumors were put to shame. How amazing was that meme that uh, the Phillies put out on Twitter of Bryce Harper where they put the SpongeBob yeah, and the alternating caps letters thing, but he Bryce Harper doesn't want to be here. And the first comment was that was a little immature for a baseball team's Twitter. And they just, they just did it right back to them. I'm like, I, I love that we're enjoying this. I love, like, the Majestic Clubhouse store is out of the letter R. But, dude, it's awesome. They sold how many tickets? 100,000, 200,000 tickets? So many. Whatever it was in the first 24 hours of Bryce Harper signing here. I, like, I had to, like, so when I was getting my jersey, I ordered a baby blue. Classic. Thank God. This is the only. That's the only choice. Um, that was the only choice. But like, I like I seriously thought about it for a second. I'm like, you know, but what if I want this style of jersey or this one? 
I'm like, wait, I have 13 fucking years to get every single style of jersey <laughs> with my fucking last name on it. Yeah, man. Let's go. I, I, I honestly, the bait, like the, that like classic, the throwback, that blue, oh, which yeah. I think is the new road jersey. Is that official? I th- I or is that like the new alternate road jersey? I heard it's an alternate. Oh, yeah, I heard it's that's official. that's hands down the best jersey in our collection right now. Oh yeah, dude. I I like the solid gray ones too, the gray with the red. I I like the classic white pinstripe. I actually I did hate it, and it's, I'm sort of growing on me. I like that red, mm. the scarlet one. Yeah, 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 with the white lettering. Yeah, but but we'll see how long that lasts. Yeah, it's not bad. I am just I'm over the moon, man. Like I don't I don't have words to express. I'm on fucking Saturday. How happy right now, I am. Bro. It's awesome. Like, I can't... Like, we were like, oh, there's no way... There's no way that he's gonna... Like, we just wanted him to sign somewhere. Yeah. We didn't even give a shit if it was, well, like, I think, the Dodgers or something. I think everybody kind of resigned themselves to, like, he's not coming here. Yeah. It's not happening. But guess what? He, he came here, and he's gonna be here for, for 13 years at least. Because he literally cannot go anywhere. He has no... Option. Yeah, <laughs> I like what you did there. Um, I also would like to make a note, and it's been around, it's been passed around the internet pretty widely. But Bobby Vanilla, the former Mets outfielder, is going to be paid out until twenty thirty five. It's amazing. Which is still longer than Bryce Harper's longer contract. than Bryce Harper's contract. And anything that causes like the Mets like pain and suffering, I'm all. For we it. talked about how I hate the Lakers and the Celtics and the Knicks. Yeah. Feel the same way Mets about the Yankees right and the there. Mets, yeah, and the Braves. Yeah, um, it just warms my heart. Like, the, like I feel like the Grinch. Like it just grew three sizes too <laughs> three big sizes too as soon big. as it happened. Oh I also God. I have a couple of stats that, that, that I want to throw out at you. Okay, if that's okay with you, mm-hmm. is that all right with you? Of course it is. At Citizens Bank Park for his career, Bryce Harper. Hit 268, 365 on base, 14 home runs, and 32 RBIs. That's the most number of home runs he has on the road. But guess what? Now it's not on the road. He's going to be playing there for fucking home games. I know. I know. That's nuts. I know. Dude. I know. Dude. I know. It's amazing. It's, it's amazing. It's actually quite, quite literally one of the most greatest things I've ever. Heard I mean, in, my in, life. in fifty games, we're talking two sixty eight, which is fine, not great. Yeah. Um, but for, but fourteen home runs in fifty games is amazing. Mm-hmm. That, that porch, that short porch for him with his left handed swing. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm looking forward to it, man. I really am. It's gonna be. It's going to be a treat for the next 13 years. It is. I also would like to point out, again, Cy Young winner Jacob deGrom. Mm. Harper is a, in 31 at-bats, a career 323, 447, 581 hitter with two home runs, two RBIs, and seven walks. Dominant! He is dominant. That's what, are, what us Harpers do. I... I, I, I don't know what else I have to add other than, like, I'm just rambling from sheer excitement. It, dude, I can't wait to be felt like... I want, we're going to be recording episode, like, 10,000 of this, and we're still going to be talking about Bryce Harper. If we make it that far. We won't make it that far. 
Episode 10,642. <laughs> I want you to talk a little bit about because I know that you were super excited. Tell me about your, your thoughts on the tampering. The tampering. <laughs> the fake tampering that's like tampering but not really tampering. I cannot wait for when we have Mike Trout and Bryce Harper in the same outfield. Because it's going to happen. Like, they're really great friends. Mike Trout is a local South Jersey guy. He grew up with the Phillies as his as his hometown team. Millville, New Jersey. Millville, New Jersey. And he, like, if he would come home, the Angels would have to throw, like, a ridiculous amount of money at him. Like, like stupid, like, 450 for him to stay, I think. I don't think there's any way he stays there. Because, look, if I'm Mike Trout, whatever the Angels are going to offer me, that offers, there's no way that offer is not going to be there in two years. Mike Trout, Mike Trout is the best player of this generation of yeah. baseball. Mm-hmm. It's really not even close. It's not. This, this is decade, Mike Trout is the game's best player. He is, if he retired today, he would be a Hall of Famer. I feel confident in saying he's already the best player in Angels history. Really? Yes. So? Yes. I... Yes. Uh, there's no way that offer isn't there. If for no other reason than the fact that, like, let's say he has two down years. First of all, what's a down year for Mike Trout? 330 home runs? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that offer is still going to be there. Very true. There's no way it's not. So what What do you... What, he's not going to miss out on hundreds of millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. And somebody is going to value him that they would pay him. And let's say he does, right? Let's say he's down year. Let's say he gets hurt this year. It's a, it's rough sledding or, or tough sledding for him. Um... And, you know, the Angels would offer him $400 million. They're going to offer him three hundred now. Somebody will outbid the Angels, though. Yeah. Somebody will. the Phillies. And the Angels will go back to doing what the Angels do, which is be irrelevant. Because, honestly, outside of Trout, the Angels are an irrelevant franchise. And I think it's kind of a travesty. They had that one movie. In the outfield? Yeah. Great movie. I also think Trout in in the outfield. It's kind of a travesty to me watching. Because growing up in the... You know, I was born in 94. Mm-hmm. So I watched Albert Pujols in his prime yeah, with the Cardinals. And it's been a shame to me to know that like kids are growing up recognizing him only as a member of the Angels. Yeah. And he has not been the same player with the Angels. No. Uh, they are not a good franchise. Yeah. They're not. And I think, honestly, like for his sake, he needs to get out of there. He needs to come home. He needs to come to Philadelphia. Another, like... Imagine a lineup where he leads off. That's nuts. Him? That's absolutely crazy. We could be going. We could be going. We could be going. Trout, Segura, Romalto, Harper, Hoskins. A double. That's like a double cleanup. Just in case Bryce doesn't do it. That's, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's. It's nuts, bro. It's nuts. We're gonna be the Golden State Warriors of baseball. If if Trout comes to us, so yeah, I also think like back to Harper, like my guy has got to stay healthy. Yeah, I, um, I ho- wish you nothing but the best, Bryce. I'll give you massages if you want. Oh, please don't do that. Don't make Bryce uncomfortable. Don't well, do we're that cousins. To him. It's okay. <laughs> I'm really confused about what like you, what you think is okay for cousins to do. Well, like I won't charge him. Well, in that case, it makes all the difference. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if, he, I, if he needs if he needs like a, a back massage so he doesn't get hurt, I mean, I'll 
I hope the Phillies build like ridiculous incentives into his co- into his contract. Where, so like, do I. He that man never has to move. Yeah. You know. Oh my God! I can't believe he's here. I can't believe he's gonna be a Philadelphia. It's Philly. gonna be amazing, dude. Next thirteen years of my life, like I wasn't planning on doing anything with my life anyway, and now I can just watch Bryce Harper play for the Phillies. And because the baseball season's so long, it will take up most of most of years. my life. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, oh, uh, like right now, I'm just scanning. I'm just sca- up to sixty five percent off site wide. Excuse me. Ends in an hour. I'm sorry, I got distracted because you made me start looking at Bryce Harper jerseys. Yeah, that's why. Um, which it doesn't make for good podcasting, but that's fine. I'll be damned if I will not buy a Bryce Harper jersey at some point. You will be damned. Oh, Drew, he's coming to Philly. Can not wait for opening day. It's gonna be amazing. It's, it's gonna, gonna be, be amazing to watch him. Great thirteen years. I. What are you most excited to see? Um, his first home run in Citizens Bank with the Philadelphia Phillies jersey on. Well, what game do you think comes in? Against the Nationals. <laughs> but when's our first game against the Nationals? I think it's it's very early on in the year. Very. I want to say it's like the first week of April. Hold on. Please hold. I will find out. Either his first home run... At Citizens Bank, or is he like if the Nationals come to us, then he just totally eviscerates. So we play in Washington on the second and third of April. Okay. Then we're back at home against the Nationals on the eighth, ninth, and tenth. I want him to have four home runs between those games. A game. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah, four home runs a game. I actually don't think it's outside of the realm of possibility that. That Bryce Harper has multiple four home run games with that porch in right field. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What an exciting time. It's going to be great. Do you have anything else you want to wrap up with? Because uh, I think we're rambling at this point. Just we are rambling at this point. Um, I don't know, man. No, I have, I have nothing to, to add. Um, follow me on Twitter at, at Drew Harper um, or Drew underscore Harper. The, the E's in my name are threes. Um, I'm coming up. I'm 100 tweets away from my 20,000th tweet on my account. So You're very proud of this. I am very proud of this. It, my 20,000th tweet will probably be a tweet to Ezekiel Elliott asking for him to duel me in a lightsaber match. I would do that. I would watch that. Yeah, so would I. I hope Zeke would win. No offense. No, that's fine. I mean, he's got a height of disadvantage because he's an Ewok. But, oh my god, you and the Ewok. I still can't believe that your tweet blew up the way it did. I haven't gotten any notifications from it recently, but, you know, it is what it is. Is it hard being an internet celebrity? I haven't gotten my blue check yet, so I don't know what the fuck, the Twitter algorithm must be fucked up or something. <laughs> you know, it is what it is. And I don't have anything to, to plug just yet. I swear at some point my other podcast will be coming back. Um, the quest for more money, which is the schedules are horrific, but I think in two and a half weeks when, um, when one of the co-host schedules clears up, we should have more time. And then that other project is, is still happening, still in the works. In the works. So when I can share more, I will. But until then, thank you for listening. I have been Mitch. And I have been Drew. And have a good night. Buenos noches. <laughs>